Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to Jeremy Scott Fitness Podcast Radio Show. Coming to you on this Monday, August the 17th here, 2020. Hopefully this finds you staying safe and staying sweaty all at the same time. And like each summer in Arizona, when it comes to August, I'm sweating there right along with many of you guys. On today's episode, we're going to do a little quick chat on sleep and the habits that are not helping you and then hopefully some tips that will help you get better high quality restorative sleep now i've talked about this before on other podcasts i'm going to attack this from a little bit different angle pulling on a couple different viewpoints uh, from pn and some other sleep studies uh, that we have access to but before i jump into today's episode Big shout out to my homies over at Beam uh, CBD, which I've been taking their products to sleep here for probably the last, honestly, year and a half or two years. But during the last six months, obviously his life has become uh, chaotic and less than ideal for me specifically. Um, I've made it mandatory to take it every single night to help me not only fall asleep, which is ideal so my brain doesn't wander like crazy, uh, but helps me stay asleep so I don't wake up 14 times uh, thinking about you know all the crazy shit that I have to do and, and what the, the uncertainty and the next steps of things that are going on in life. So I've been kind of going back and forth between the Tincture CBD and their Dream product, which if you're watching me on YouTube right now, these are the little Dream packets right here. Now they actually they do have the pill form uh, and the powder form. Now, the powder form has a kind of that little cinnamon uh, cacao taste when you mix it and drink it before, but like a little warming, you know, almost like a tea, uh, if you will. But it does have 20 milligrams of the CBD up in there, which is ideal. Uh, and then obviously magnesium, and then they throw uh, some melatonin in there as well. So I've been taking that, and uh, I have to say it does help. Heather's been taking it as well. Uh, she swears by it. And obviously, I think now more than ever with people just stressing about all the you know the shit that is surrounding us it's more imperative now than ever to get quality restorative sleep whether you can get you know nine hours or or eight hours or six hours or whatever it is a lot of you guys parents are homeschooling kids some of you guys are you know working from home some of you guys have lost jobs or you're in furlough or you're in this weird transitional phase and I know obviously if your brain wanders it's hard to fall asleep and even if you do fall asleep when you wake up in the middle of the night uh, you can kind of have these irrational thoughts where you're stressing and the anxiety so uh, staying asleep is going to help you in the long run in terms of everything how your body repairs recovers we'll get into that in the podcast but if you guys want to check out uh, the beam products that I take specifically you can obviously visit the site beamtlc.com and you can put in the code Jeremy Scott to save you guys 20% off everything or for some of you listening and like you know what Jeremy my sleep has sucked and it suffered here drastically I can send you guys uh, maybe a couple packets of this dream CBD product so you can try it I don't have a ton of the packets around I probably have Maybe there's like 10 here. Uh, so the first 10 people who message me, I can send you a beam packet, whether it be the capsules or the powder. You can try it and see if it helps you. And again, obviously, we know the benefits of CBD on top of that. Again, it's not going to get you high, uh, but it will help you not only get to sleep, but stay asleep and wake up feeling well-rested, which I think is ideal now more than ever in terms of we're trying to be you know, healthy. So again, that's from my homies at Beam, and the code is always Jeremy Scott at BeamTOC.com. And then again, I'll send you guys uh, some packets to try if you are interested, just because I think it can help a lot of you. And I know how annoying it can be when you can't turn your brain off, which I've struggled with that, you know, different times during this, because there is no I can't get into my normal routine. Like there's no there's no certainty. I'm used to, 
you know, running my life and running this business like this, you know, well-oiled machine. You know, I wake up at this time, I work at this time, I can come off at this time. It's very robotic. And obviously, there's always different things that happen in the day, which makes each one uniquely, uh, you know, individual. But when you can kind of have a an outline of, you know, your current day, your current week, your current month and the year, it does make things easier. It, it makes sleep easier. It makes turning your brain off easier. And I know for a lot of us right now, that's not... Uh, it's not ideal and it isn't happening as much. And so I know a lot of people are suffering uh, with bad sleeping habits right now. And so that's why I wanted to do this podcast because I do think it's important, even though we've touched on some of these things before, I think to drill down on some new ones, especially because the environment and the landscape of what we're all living in right now is uniquely different. And so obviously we already know, you know, sleep is, is critical to your health. Uh, I can't say that enough. Like sleeping is crucial for you being at your best no matter what you do for a living. In my opinion, sleep is just as important as the nutrition uh, and the exercise when it comes to not just, you know, body composition and how you look and, and performance, but for improving your overall health. I put it on the same level as that. Now, you can you can probably get by with you know, crappy eating for a couple days, you can probably get by with with skipping workouts for a couple days, and you can probably get by on, on crappy sleep for a couple days. But in the long run, if if one of those things is lacking and suffering, you're never going to reach your goals. You're never going to feel your best. And so, I, I I bring in the nutrition aspect of it, and I bring in the the health aspect of it to to parallel how important the sleep is to you guys. And for a long time, you know, I tried to, you know, maybe do too much and, and, and run on empty, and you wore this, you know lack of sleep is like a badge of honor or you were like a tough guy and you could get by and just you know three hours of sleep but uh, I suffered because of it for sure um, and now I can tell even if if I stay up later than normal let's say I stay up till midnight which for me is like you know, insanely late because we were with friends and we hung out and then we came home and you have to unwind or whatever I'll wake up the next day and it'll be like, it'll feel like I'm hungover it'll feel like I had you know 20 beers even though I didn't have a single drink that's how vital it is and when you have a level of body awareness when you know what feeling good is and what having energy is and what feeling dragged down is and 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 being like kind of groggy and and foggy and just things aren't moving the way they need to that's when you're really going to understand the power of a great night's sleep and, and and restful sleep if you will so for some of you if you've been you know really missing it for a long period of time if you can implement these things into your life, I think it's going to be a huge game changer for you. Now, obviously, you know, good sleep helps our bodies and our minds recover. It, it keeps us lean, you know, so if you're trying to look like Rambo or, or Brad Pitt from Troy or be on the cover of Shape Magazine for ladies, uh, getting, you know, quality sleep is is ideal um, if you want to be lean. It's it, They kind of go hand in hand. And obviously, you know, good sleep helps us be happy. It, it makes us feel good. It helps us be more mentally focused. And just, again, overall health, I think, is tied to it. But the, the chronic bad sleep, you know, literally just makes it impossible to, to look, move, and feel your best. If you're chronically a bad sleeper, it's going to up your body fat. It literally will make you a fatter person. There, there's no other way around it. It's going to obviously, you know, mess with your hormones. Uh, I think people who chronically are bad sleepers, they're going to age a lot quicker. They're going to have uh, increased illness, increased chronic illness and conditions for sure. And I think when you look at 
you know, how sleep and how the brain is affected, how we code memory, I think it can be shown to drain your, your IQ and just basically steal your life energy because that's when we go to sleep is when we heal, when we repair, and it's important for us to do that. If, if you're always training and you're always running on high, like at some point the battery's going to run out of juice and you're going to be forced to sleep. You're going to be forced to lay there for two days. Um, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. It's not, you know, if you're going to crash, it's when and how hard are you going to crash. And if you experience any of the following things I'm going to list off here, it might be a sign that your current sleep patterns aren't really working for you. Um, if your mind is foggy, if you're unhappy, uh, if you're struggling with your weight, like no matter what you do, you just seem to struggle with it. If you're getting sick a lot, obviously, and if your workouts always feel too hard. Um, now, again, th- that can be a myriad of things that can be tied to 19 different things, but know if your sleep sucks, that might be the easiest culprit to fix in order to improve all of those things drastically. So, the three quick signs here that your sleep habits might not be working. The first one is if your brain is foggy and like all the time. And obviously, you know, what we experience as we learn gets cemented to memory while we sleep. That's why I talk about like the coding of memory. And obviously, if you have poor sleep, that's going to interfere with the process. I always go back to, you know, the college example where... You know, I might not have been the brightest kid in terms of the books, but I could memorize like nobody's business, especially if it was like auditory. Uh, reading it took me a lot longer. For some reason, my, my monkey brain just is able to hear things. Uh, I'm more a, you know auditory learner than just a reading it on paper. But I would read, if I had a test, let's say, in biology, like on Thursday, I would go the week before, and if I read a little bit every single night, and then I would get to sleep, even though my sleep might not have been, you know, quote-unquote ideal some of those nights, the longer nights of sleep I got, if I read and I would go to sleep, I'd wake up every single day, and I would just be able to retain more and more and more and more. It's just letting that brain just code the memory and, and kind of cement it, you know, into my thick skull so I could spit it back out on a piece of paper and then pass and here I am today. So obviously when your brain is foggy, a lot of things happen. You you have this reduced alertness. So I think your reaction times are slower, your concentration, you're, you're kind of wandering between thoughts all the time. You might even be in a state of confusion. Uh, there's going to be forgetfulness involved in that and it might even have like this impaired judgment. I've felt that before super early mornings here when I've stayed out too late or I've worked too long and I got really crappy sleep and I drove to work and it's like I almost forgot how I even got here. Like I know obviously how I did get here. I got in my car and I drove. But it's like you forget even the route you took or you you passed 10 stoplights and I'm like did I even stop at those? It's like kind of when you drive your car on a super long road trip and you're kind of just zoning out and all of a sudden you kind of snap out of it and you're like wow I'm 50 miles on the road and I don't even realize it. I would feel that here on the way to work and almost like it's just I had such slow reaction times because it's like my brain had this like fog, like, almost like you're high, like you're on weed time. Like obviously if you guys know like you know, normal time is, is normal, but like weed time is like 10 times as long. So like if you, obviously if you guys are high and you put some in the microwave, 30 seconds seems like 30 minutes. Anybody who out here is, you know, 
enjoyed marijuana before knows what I'm talking about. Like it's almost like that. No, probably not quite as slow, but it feels comparable. Like you're like, oh my lord. Like you just feel off. That that's how I, I personally describe it. You just feel like something's not right. And it's almost like you're you're high or you're drunk or, or like a just a brain fog of like I can't figure it out. And lack of sleep does that for me and I think a lot of you feel that as well. The second thing when you look at if your sleep habits aren't working is if you're really struggling with your weight. Now, again, this can be a ton of things tied to this. But if your hormones are in check, you're eating real food, you're tracking macros, you're exercising, but your sleep is crap. And again, I don't just mean like some of you guys might go to sleep at a decent time and wake up at a decent time, but the quality of sleep, you know, like the latency of it, like you might wake up 19 times during the night. That's not ideal for quality sleep. So if you're struggling with the weight, it could be you're not staying asleep. You're not getting that deep REM, that restorative sleep that the body needs. Now, obviously, poor sleep is linked to excess body fat because it can, for one, disrupt your appetite. Um, so you don't feel hungry at the same time. So your your appetite regulation is off, which causes you, obviously, to feel hungrier uh, at odd times or more often or hungrier than normal, which for I know for me is, is a huge issue. And obviously that can lead to increased calorie intake, you know, poor food choices. And also, you know, the excess body fat can reduce your sleep quality as well. So it's kind of like, you know, you're running into multiple problems through this. So because you're struggling to lose weight, your, your appetite is not normal. You feel hungrier more often and at, probably at odd times. And that leads you to overeating, which the overeating leads you to have excess body fat, which also kind of feeds into reduced sleep quality. So you see the issue here. If the sleep sucks, it puts you in this terrible cycle that perpetuates itself over and over and over. It's like a hamster wheel of shit. And that's why I say it's very easy to wander into bad habits. It's easy to wander into being overweight. It's easy to wander into being out of debt. It takes a conscious effort to get out of all those things and break the habit and break the cycle. And that's why you have to have a level of body awareness and really understand what's going on, whether you're tracking your sleep quality, whether your husband or wife tells you what you're doing. Um, We'll walk through the tips that are going to help you, obviously, as you guys go through this, but that's probably the biggest thing. Um, And the third one is you're getting sick uh, a lot. That's probably the big thing. Obviously... If you find yourself getting sick uh, more often than like what I would consider normal, and I don't, not even sure what that is. If that's people who maybe don't feel well once a year or once every like two years, it, I'm really hard pressed to know. I guess I should have looked that up before I did the podcast. Like, what's a normal person feel ill uh, and have sickness? Because Heather and I were talking about this actually the other day, and we're basically just talking uh, like, when's the last time that we got sick? And I know. I took a trip to Barcelona like four years ago. I remember that. And then I maybe had a sinus type infection maybe two years ago. But I can't really remember if that's was before the trip or after the trip. And that's, you know, why I'm not sure how often normal people get sick. Because it doesn't really happen for us, knock on wood, uh, that often. I'm not saying it doesn't. But uh, I make it a point to obviously eat real food, you know take my athletic greens, you know, take my normal supplements that I take and obviously get quality sleep every night. So I don't get sick like a quote unquote normal person would. But when you don't sleep enough, obviously your T cells can go down. 
and the inflammation can go up. And that's not good, you guys. So let me say it again. When you don't get enough quality sleep, your T-cells, which again are like those Mike Tyson cells in your body that kick the shit out of stuff that comes your way, when those go down, inflammation in the body can go up, which can result in increased vulnerability to viruses and bacteria, which in this season of life is terrible. It's terrible in every season of life, but it is obviously not what you want to be happening right now. It also can result in acute increase risk of getting sick. So you're more susceptible to beginning sick over and over and over again. It also has an increased risk of heart disease and other like inflammation related illnesses. If that isn't enough to make you want to get better quality sleep, I don't know what is. Especially now when we know you know, if you look at the current pandemic of people, what's going on, people that are getting, you know, the sickest on average. Now, there's obviously going to be outliers. So don't like at me and say, Jeremy, you know, because my friend, I get all that shit. But when you look at it over that, the people that are getting it the worst, the people that are feeling the worst on average, and I'm generalizing here, the people who are obese, the people who don't eat right, the people who don't exercise great, and the people who are getting shitty sleep. Because their body can't fight off what's coming their way. They can't repair. So if we know poor sleep habits can lead to an increased vulnerability of viruses and bacteria, why would we not want to make sleep one of our top priorities? So those are three things. If those three things are happening to you guys at scale, brain fog, struggling to lose weight, and you get sick more often than you think should be happening, which if I had to guess, I would say, once every couple years, you maybe don't feel great. Obviously, like food poisoning, it can happen in allergies and stuff. That's not what I'm talking about. I mean, like, legitly, you get sick. One, two, three times per year, every single year. I think you have to look at the kind of sleep you're getting. And then, obviously, reverse engineer from there in terms of supplement and diet and, and all these things. But if those things are happening to you, I'm going to share just three basic tips for hopefully better sleep for you guys. Um, obviously, if you've been, you know, endlessly and understandably, you know, looking at the news um, and reading all the the panic porn bullshit that's out there um, from sunup to sundown the last couple of weeks, you probably found yourself, you know, a little bit more stressed than you were, let's say, in December, January, and February. I think we can all agree, even if you don't watch the news and even if you don't immerse yourself in that world, you probably feel more stress over the last six months than you did the six months uh, previously. Now, some of you maybe not, but if you're in that boat where you feel this, you know, stress and uncertainty and, and you just feel kind of off, it's understandable. And you probably have noticed that the quality of your sleep has changed during this time. I think maybe your schedule is different than it used to be. Like I said before, maybe you're homeschooling kids. Maybe you're working from home. Maybe some of you are getting better sleep because you're not traveling as much and and you don't have as much stress. But I think for most people, you know, the dynamic of, you know, the economy, what we can and can't do, where we can and can't go. And again, that's why I always say to the parents out there, you know, much respect to you guys. I couldn't imagine, you know, Obviously, homeschooling, you know, your kids, uh, I couldn't imagine what that does to, you know, the quality of your sleep. And I imagine that has probably changed things a little bit in terms of how you navigate your day. And uh, side note, like, I asked my dad that on the phone, like, uh, probably a couple weeks ago. I'm like, what would you do if, like, we had to do homeschool? And I was, like, 10 years old. He's like, I'd probably just sit you in front of the TV and be like, 
here's a soda and some chips. Like, good luck to you. You know, because my old man would work and my mom would too. And so I'm trying to think about this. Like if I took reverse engineer this and made myself like a little kid, um, how str- how strenuous this would be on them and how weird it would be for me. Like if I was 10, I'm old enough at that point to get on my bike and ride to my best friend's house. We would probably just play video games and sports all day if our parents were working because what else, what other choice did they have? Like my dad was over the truck driver. Like you had to get in your truck and drive. You couldn't sit and homeschool me. It wasn't going to happen. You know, my mom maybe could do her job from home. But again, she would have to be on a phone all day, you know, working with, you know, the people that work for her and like in selling stuff and building relationships with clients. How are they going to deal with me? And so that's why I say for the for the parents out there, I'm sure it's been you know, more than stressful. So my, my hat is off to you for however the hell you guys navigate that because I got enough problems navigating myself. Uh, Heather and I got enough just doing what we do. We got a dog and all that thing does is make us smile. So uh, I tip my cap to you guys. But if you are a little more, you know, restless, um, and, and you find it harder to doze off, um, here's a couple things that I would suggest, um, to hopefully help you guys make it a little bit easier. I think the first thing is one, if you can turn off the electronics, you know, earlier than later. And, uh, I've been guilty of this too. I like to fall asleep to the TV and to basketball and to movies and things. And I have my own kind of routine and then, you know, Heather will click off, you know, all the stuff for me. But if you can remove your eyes from all devices for at least a half hour before bed, I think you're going to have a better time sleeping, even that that is the routine, because they say the artificial light, you know, kind of interferes with your production of melatonin, which obviously in the, the beam CBD product, I mentioned the dream, they throw the melatonin in there to help you sleep. But when you're looking at that, your phone screens, the iPads, the TVs, that can mess with your production of melatonin, which obviously melatonin can help ensure that deep sleep and which may help regulate your metabolism that's where it ties into you know we're doing things there's there's stress of life there's stress of the world from your job from your kids the economy the environment all the shit that's going on not to mention your personal life with your your family and your friends and then you throw in like the electronics to the mix and you wonder why we're getting such terrible sleep because our body can't you know, let that melatonin kind of do its thing, which fucks with our metabolism, which makes us hungrier, which makes us eat more, which makes us fatter, which makes us more susceptible to viruses. And then you see the boat that we're sitting in. And that's why I make episodes like this, because if a little, a couple of these tips or, or a little, you know, thing here or there can help you guys, I'm all for it. Now, I mentioned the, the electronics first, just for the fact that if you guys are watching me on YouTube right now, I actually have these, uh, UV blue, are they, are they UV light or is it just the blue light? I don't even know. It's like the blue light blocking glasses. If you see me, these aren't prescription, but if you look at the reflection in it, uh, I've been wearing them at my computer a ton. I actually bought two pairs uh, for the office. And again, they just say that blue light protection uh, can kind of help your eyes and help your brain hopefully not go, you know, be completely fried. And Lord knows I need all the help I can get. They're super cheap. Um, if you guys are interested, message me. I'll send you the the company I got them from. But uh, I've been wearing them at my computer quite a bit. I've been wearing them uh, at my desk. And then when I look at my phone, obviously because now, you know, the gyms here store aren't open. So we've been doing so much stuff online. I feel like I live like on a fucking computer screen uh, all day, which is not really my favorite thing to do. But, you know, it's the times that we're in. Uh, and I found that I'm trying to 
keep as much of that artificial light, you know, out of my face. And so I'll do the same thing at night as well. And then obviously try to, you know, I keep my phone in a separate room completely. That's probably another one thing that I do, which is kind of connected to this. I do keep my phone in the bathroom instead of in the bedroom. So I don't see it go off. I'm not up checking it. So whenever I go to sleep and lay down for the night, that's the last time that I look at it. I don't check it again until obviously I get up in the morning. So that does help too. So I'm not worried about checking emails or applying back to people. You know, what I used to do early in my career was like, oh, I always got to message people back in two seconds. And when I'm awake and I'm on it, I, I certainly do. I'm happy to be quick, you know, and get people answers. It, it clears my plate. It's the way I process. I'm very type A. But when I'm done for the day, I'm done for the day. There's no need for me to be looking at my phone in bed. We actually set a rule at our house not to do that because I just think, you know, what's the point? Those same messages and those same problems are going to be there in the morning, so why waste the time uh, at night looking through them? The second thing I think for a lot of you guys is, is setting the room to an appropriate temperature. And uh, this is going to vary for everybody. If you're in Arizona like we are right now and it's like the hottest summer that's, I think, in the history of, of Earth... I really mean that. I don't know. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I think this is like the hottest summer ever uh, in Arizona history. It's been like 110, 113, 114, 111, 112, 114, like for so many days in a row. And it's just like you really feel like you're in Earth's oven right now and you're just baking away every single day. And so having an appropriate temperature to sleep at, I think, is key. Most people probably sleep better when it's really cool. And that's maybe around 67 degrees. Now, if you're in Arizona, your AC is running super hard to keep it at 67. That seems a little bit drastic for me. But uh, I sleep better at like a neutral temperature, which is probably closer to like 75, 76, I guess somewhere in there. But you have to find what works best for you. Obviously, sleeping in 100 degrees is probably not ideal for a lot of people. Even if you could fall asleep like that, the odds of you staying asleep all night like that are slim to none. Because you just literally wake up in a puddle of your own sweat, just dripping uh, something crazy. A lot of that, some of that can do with you know the foods we eat too. I want to throw that in there, which is not connected to this podcast, you know, directly. But a lot of times, there's certain foods we can eat in abundance that will make us sleep better or worse. And there's sometimes we can get like the meat sweats, right? Like you go to a great steakhouse or like a great barbecue place and you eat, you go crazy and the food's amazing and you wake up and you got those meat sweats. You guys know what I'm talking about. It's disgusting. Uh, but that is a real thing. It does happen. The last thing on the list quick, which we talked about before, is just trying to make, you know, your sleep environment or the room as dark as possible. And a lot of this is going to tie back to the melatonin production, which I do think is key, especially if you guys are trying to, you know, get that deep, quality restorative sleep and I'm not saying you have to supplement with melatonin every single day and I'm not saying you have to take like you know the dream product every single day but taking in the nights where you really know you need to get legit deep sleep I think is, is going to be crucial and I think like anything you take you can cycle on you can cycle off but when the room is as dark as possible it can help you at least maximize the melatonin production that your body is naturally going to be putting out there so obviously you know covering up windows if you have to sleep with your phone by you, like turn it face down, please, or put it on the floor. If you can, put it in a different room. And uh, for a lot of you, like use, you know, if you have, you know, the financial means, if you use like a motion sensor or if you just have like a dim nightlight to illuminate, you know, that kind of mid-sleep bathroom trip, it's going to be ideal. I tend to just go in the dark. 
I take aim as best I can, you know, cross my fingers and pray. It's not uh, all over the wall or on the floor. Sometimes, you know, hit or miss. But uh, I, I don't turn the lights on for sure, and I just try to always keep it dark. So when I go to the bathroom in the middle of the night, whether it's, you know, 11 p.m. or 2 a.m. or something, I don't turn the lights on. I try to keep everything as dark as possible. Even the alarm clock, I put my phone on and I put it in our master bathroom, and that's the alarm I use, but I also have like a little cheap, you know, like $10 alarm clock on the on next to me just in case, and that has a little red, the red digital clock, so it's black with the red letters, and I, I turn that away from me. So there's no lights uh, in our bedroom whatsoever when I get to sleep, just because I know how vital it is and I know how crappy I feel when I don't get the sleep that I need. And then obviously I make sure I'm hydrated, but I'm not trying to pound two gallons of water before bed. So obviously I don't want to be dehydrated, but I also don't want to drink two gallons an hour before sleep. So I got to wake up 14 times to pee every single night. And you just have to build a routine and a process like anything else. So when you are training, like you have a, a fitness program and a fitness routine that you guys are part of, that matters. And you have a certain process you go through. When you eat your food, whether you eat twice a day or four times a day, you have a process that you walk everything through. Uh, when you go to your work, when you and your kids have a bedtime routine or a morning routine, you need to have one as well. And you already do, whether you consciously think about it or unconsciously, you're doing the same pattern and ritual probably almost every single night, the way that you eat dinner. Uh, the way that you take your supplements, the way that you watch TV, the way that you get into bed, whether you, you go to bed with your partner at the same time or a different time, whether your dog sleeps with you, whether your kids do, we have to work on improving those if our sleep is struggling, if we're waking up feeling like, again, we have that brain fog or we're struggling you know, to be as lean as we want or we're having these weird food cravings all the time and we're getting sick more often than we think we should. That's where you have to put, obviously, these tips into play, but find a routine that's going to allow you to be successful in the long term in terms of, here's how I'm going to sleep. And that might change with your job. It might change with your schedule, with your kid's schedule, how we ebb and flow, but it is crucial that you get sleep. Otherwise, if, if that's the thing that's holding you back and you're doing all the other things right, it's really going to be like ice skating uphill to get your best results. And I just don't think anybody is going to look, move, feel their best, think their best, perform their best, present their best when they are getting shitty sleep, you know, more often than they're getting quality sleep. And again, I, I said it before, I'll say it one more time, I put sleep kind of on that same pedestal as like your nutrition program and your exercise program. I think sleep is just as important as your nutrition, as your training when it comes to improving your health, your performance, and your overall body composition. So you can't just throw it into the wind and say, oh, I only need two hours a night. It's not true. And, and even if you're great on two hours a night, you'd be probably a lot better on six. And so sometimes, you know, is the juice worth the squeeze in terms of sleep? Yes, giving up some things to get better quality sleep, if it takes you a little bit longer, I think is well worth the investment. And I think in terms of how you heal, how sore you are, how tight we get, how our body repairs itself, how we build muscle, how we get shredded, all those you know fun vanity things on top of everything I mentioned, sleep plays a vital, vital role in that. And so you cannot shortcut it. Otherwise, you're really just shortcutting yourself and you're shortcutting any results you're going to get from all the hard work you put in from the eating and the training when you are awake. So again, just a real quick rant on sleep. And if you guys find yourself struggling with it, those are the things I would do. Uh, on top of that, obviously, I believe in being hydrated, uh, eating a whole food diet more often than not. And then obviously, you know, 
the CBD has helped me, and obviously taking something like the Dream product has helped me over time. And so if you guys are interested, hit me up. I'm happy to send you you know, a link and get you 20% off just to give it a shot. Or if you really want to dig into it but you're not sure, I'll literally just shoot you the pack right to your front door. You can try it and, and see what you think, how you wake up, and how you feel. Um, I'm a huge, obviously, you know, CBD fan in itself. I'm a huge fan of melatonin and uh, magnesium as well. All things that are proven to, to help you guys, you know, get a better restful night. And it's like anytime I feel like I, I might be getting sick, anytime I feel like I might be getting run down, I do make it a point to get even more sleep. And more often than not, I feel better almost instantly from that. And sometimes it can be one night, two nights, or three nights, and you're like, wow, that's it. It's why they tell you, like, when you're sick, you know, get more sleep. Let your body rest. Because when we close our eyes and we can get into that deep state of REM, it's when everything starts to, to heal and repair and our hormones can regulate. And we just, it just makes life a lot easier. And so don't make things harder on yourself. You know, don't wear, you know, staying up super late and being exhausted is like a badge of honor because it's not it's more like a badge of stupidity and I should know I did it for many years I try to get by and you know four or five hours of sleep and you can only do it for so long and then eventually you do pay the price for it and whether that be you know mental things you forget or you just don't have energy or you just don't look your best whether that be physically in the body or in your face nobody wants to look you know prematurely older than they need to because they didn't take care of themselves like you don't want to look like you know you're 42 but you look like you're 62 because you haven't slept in you know three weeks it's like nobody wants to look like they crawl out of a dumpster when they present themselves and I think poor sleep is a a huge component for making people you know age faster than uh, than they need to so any questions on sleep you guys or my sleep routine. I actually might throw a video on YouTube and uh, IGTV as well uh, of kind of like my sleep routine, how I kind of prepare the things I take before bed that have helped me that I think can obviously help a lot of you guys as well. But Beam has been a huge part of that for me personally. Uh, again, I'm a fan of the natural products. I don't like to do that, the pharmaceutical stuff for sleep. It makes me feel weird and it kind of fucks me up, man. I think sometimes those sleep pharmaceuticals put you in this like state of like awake and sleep. I think it's honestly worse than a lot of the illegal drugs out there if you want my... Uh, two cents with that so I try to go the natural route with everything things that you're not going to be you know addicted to things that you're not chemically dependent on things that kind of naturally work with the body that have been proven to help people naturally get into a good sleep cycle and a good sleep pattern and and have them wake up feeling rested and not like you know groggy and hungover it's like when you if it's like if you ever take Benadryl like when you have allergies and you take it and you go to sleep and you wake up and you're like what the fuck is going on like I hate that feeling because I hate having the day before steal from my next day. And that's what I always felt when I took stuff that was not natural uh, to get sleep. And so that's why I kind of go the natural route and uh, suggest the things that I do. But hopefully you guys enjoyed that. If you happen to be on iTunes right now, stop. Don't be a lazy ass. Drop me a five star. Uh, Leave a comment as well. I truly would appreciate it. If you're on your iPhone, all you have to do is go to the podcast app you're listening to right now. Scroll your finger all the way down. It might take you 30 seconds because we've got so many episodes. And literally just click five star. Leave a little note. I'd appreciate it. Share this with a friend or family member who you know struggles with sleep and maybe knows this information but just needs to hear it one more time because it's going to help them in the long run and obviously i'm happy to send them a little pack of the dream too if it's going to help them get better quality sleep and help them find something naturally uh to get them into a state of just more restfulness and just wake up feeling refreshed and good like they can kick the shit out of the world and not feeling so stressed and and run down and just filled with brain fog every single day because that's not fun so um i'll probably bring heather on the podcast i would say tomorrow (gasps) 
or Wednesday at the latest, but we'll probably get an episode tomorrow, kind of chat about uh, our weekend, what we got going on, and a couple other tips to help you guys, and just some easy listening to put you in a good mood and get through this weird, this weird never-ending season of life we are in. So I appreciate you guys. Thank you for listening. Thank you guys for watching on YouTube. We appreciate you. And until next time, eat well, train hard, be nice to people, and please, you guys, keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. I'll talk to you soon. Peace.